Welcome to the Ultraviolet Tide podcast presented by The Ultraviolet. Join us every week for a healthy dose of skincare tips and tricks, lifestyle advice, mental health advocacy, and more all rolled into one weekly podcast. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Ultraviolet Tide. Today's episode, I think, is going to be in the books as one of my all-time favorite. Today, I have Stephanie and Christina, the co-founders of Arbor. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you guys here from Canada joining me in the U.S. And this conversation is one that goes across all boundaries. Everyone everywhere knows about sun safety, or we hope that they do know about sun safety. Um, So we have a very similar mission that we're trying to share and get across. But before we really dive in, I'm going to give some background on the brand that you are building, and then I'm going to turn it over to you all to give us some additional insight. So co-founders Stephanie and Christina are scientists by training and strongly believe in science and research behind sun protection. Arbor is an innovative and inclusive SPF brand, and since 2019, they've been researching and developing sustainable and natural ingredients that provide optimal protection from harmful UV rays. Their debut product, Spruce, is a mineral-based sunscreen to prevent scalp burns and provide effective sun protection. The sunscreen is formulated as a powder dry shampoo that absorbs any excess oils and provides broad-spectrum protection with SPF 20, And the tinted powder blends beautifully into a variety of hair colors and textures, which is super important. So that's a little bit of background. So I will turn it over to you all to give us a little bit more details about what Arbor is and how your story led you to founding this company. Yeah, thanks, Erica. Um, We're super excited to be here on the podcast today. Um, Like you mentioned, my name is Stephanie. I'm one of the co-founders of Arbor. Uh, We started this company back in Um, The summer of 2019, Christina and I, uh, we went on a little girls trip with one of our other friends to a cottage and went to the beach in the weekend and everything. And uh, when we got back, I got a really bad sunburn like right here on my scalp. Um, And yeah, Christina and I just got to talking and um, we realized that there wasn't really anything on the market to protect your scalp from the sun um, other than wearing a hat. And Personally, I don't like wearing a hat because I kind of have a smaller head. They don't look very good on me. Uh, Christina has curly hair, so it kind of just gives her hat hair um, right when she wears a hat. And yeah, so I'm a big fan of dry shampoo. So we kind of got to talking like, why can't we kind of combine sunscreen and sun protection with dry shampoo so that you can have like the benefits of both um, and being able to protect your scalp. And that's kind of where it all started. We started with that idea in uh, 2019 and then began the kind of building the business and formulating the product in 2020. It's an awesome backstory and one that people hear from so many brands that have a very personal driven story is, you know, this happened to me and there was not a product on the market that I thought worked for the needs I I wanted to have met. And Christina, you with curly hair, I'm sure you have a very hard time finding any kind of like hair sun protection that, well, one, I know you guys talk about products that are on the market are so greasy and that was something you were trying to solve as well. Yeah, definitely. Like we wanted to create a product that could blend into a variety of hair textures and colors without making it greasy because if you try to put 
regular sunscreen on your scalp, like you end up kind of feeling like a grease ball (laughs) and we don't want that. (laughs) So um, we, during the development process, we worked really hard to make sure that we could test it on different hair colors. So both light and dark hair colors and also different hair textures. So like Steph has straight hair. I have curly hair. We also had testers who had um, slightly curlier hair than mine um, and people with like fine hair and lighter colored hairs as well. It's so great to test on different hair types. And it's so hard to know until you have an actual tester giving you that feedback. And, you know, even before we dive more into the product itself, let's talk a little bit about how you guys know each other. Yeah, Steph and I have actually known each other since our first year of university. We we met when we were probably like 17, when we first started um, uh, attending University of Toronto, and we lived on like the same floor, and we've just been really good friends ever since. Um, and since starting this business, you know, we've gotten a lot closer, um, and it's kind of been this fun experience of just hanging out with my bestie, Um, especially like starting a company um, during the pandemic was um, kind of like a fun passion project to get our minds off of like what was going on in the world and kind of do something exciting and also spend time together. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's part of your your founding story as well. I mean, founding a company during COVID is no joke. Um, we were also founded during COVID, and I'm sure you guys experienced some of the similar hurdles of trying to find a manufacturer in a time where they did not want to take a risk mm-hmm. on smaller brands. Did you experience that as well? Yeah, it was definitely um, like a new area for us, like getting into the manufacturing space and even trying to figure out like what to do, who to reach out to, things like that. It was a lot of cold emailing and not getting a lot of responses. Um, But yeah, I think we've been really lucky to find partners that like, um, yeah, like you said, took a risk on us, like believed in us and have been really good partners ever since. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. It's some of the same struggle points that people ask me all the time. How did you get through it? I'm like, I don't know. I just kept reaching out to people and I figured at some point someone would say yes. So just kept going. Exactly. So you guys met your first year at the University of Toronto, and then how did that end up entering an entrepreneur challenge and pitching this idea? What was kind of the years in between that led you to saying, now's the time, let's let's start this company? I know you talked about the personal story of the scalp burn, but how did you really put two and two together to create this business that you felt confident would be able to win some, some funding? Yeah, that's a great question. Um... Yeah, so the idea was in kind of like the summer of 2019, we kind of started having discussions about like, if we wanted to start developing a product and building a company. And it wasn't until during the pandemic, we applied to um, an incubator program at the University of Toronto um, that we were lucky enough to get into. And there's been a lot of resources and support from the university in supporting student entrepreneurs. So when we joined that incubator, they had some really good programming about like, everything you need to do basically to start a business, which we really needed all of that um, support because we came from science backgrounds. We, we didn't go to mm-hmm. business school. So we had no idea like, you know, how to register your company and do accounting and sales and all like marketing and all that kind of stuff. So that program really allowed us to build a lot of really strong foundations in our business and um, get it off the ground. And then at the end of the program, there was a pitching opportunity. So um, we were able to d- 
develop a pitch deck and um, practice pitching in front of um, judges and things like that. And we were lucky enough to also win a bit of funding so that we could actually start working on our product as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And you really touched on why incubator and accelerator programs are so beneficial is because you typically have these entrepreneurs with big ideas, but they didn't go to business school, right? They were in the school of engineering. They, they were in marketing programs. They really didn't maybe come with like an MBA background or even a business school background that knew things like accounting and finances. And you want to start a business and you don't have the resources to hire people and you don't know where to start, which is why these programs are so great because they don't expect you to know how to do these things. So you kind of can come in and not feel self-conscious about the fact that you don't know how to do it. They give you the resources and tools to be able to do it. For sure. So you pitch, you get a little bit of seed funding. So how did the formulation process really start to work for you guys? You know, what was important for you to keep in mind? What goals were you trying to hit? Can we outline a little bit of like what that process, I, I'm sure it wasn't the prettiest process as it, <laughs> as it never really is, but what was that process like? Yeah. I mean, Steph and I started formulating in Steph's kitchen. Like we ordered some materials off of Amazon. We went to Bulk Barn. We were mixing things together, testing it on ourselves um, just to figure out like, is this something that like is possible to make? Um, And once we kind of got to a point where we were like, okay, this is a real thing. Like we want to start a company. Um, We want to make this, this idea into an actual product. Um, we started reaching out to manufacturers and uh, potential formulators to work with to help us get the right formulation that meets um, the regulations required for Health Canada and sunscreen products um, so that we could, you know, bring it to the market. So let's talk about all things spruce because this was your debut product and it is a huge necessity and the sun safe SPF market because it's not only an SPF hair product, but it's also a dry shampoo, which is fantastic that it covers two uses and needs. So tell me about all things spruce. Yeah. So for us, it was really important to create a product um, that was formulated with natural ingredients um, and is also able to absorb like the excess oils in your hair. So you get that sun protection without the greasiness um, of a typical sunscreen. Um, We also really cared about creating packaging that was sustainable. So the packaging of spruce is completely recyclable. Um, You know, there's no plastic um, on the packaging. um, And that was really important for us to have this sustainable aspect. Um, We wanted to make sure that if we were bringing a product to the market, we were creating something that was, you know, good for people, but also good for the environment. Yeah, the sunscreen is also uh, mineral based, which as we were doing more research um, about sunscreen and sun protection and the different ingredients that are uh, available um, on the market, we learned that um, chemical sunscreen ingredients are actually very harmful to coral reefs and life underwater. And um, yeah, like Christina said, we just wanted to make sure we were making a product that we could feel proud of and that would um, do less harm on the environment. And yeah, that's what we hope to achieve through Spruce. Yeah, I think something so 
important that a lot of people are starting to take into account is, like you said, certain chemical sunscreens harming coral reefs or maybe even harming your body. For those who maybe have reactions to certain products, they're kind of seeing those sorts of things and it's starting to get more attention. I know I had family members who recently went on a cruise and they told them that they were not allowed to wear chemical sunscreens because it harms the coral reef. And that was one of the first times I had heard that actually been like told and marketed and I mean, just basically broadcasted that it's not something you can do. So I'm sure you guys were hearing some of the same things as well. Yeah, just hearing about like certain countries banning them, like in Hawaii, you can't purchase um, chemical based sunscreen ingredients and um, sunscreen products anymore, things like that. And I think it's very um, inspiring to see that like countries and um, like governments are taking a stand on on these um, types of products because they are seeing the harm to the environment. And that's really important for the people who live there and the environment there as well. And I think even on top of that, a lot of consumers right now have high expectations for the brands that they support. They want to know that the the company values are aligned with their personal values. And for a lot of people, that includes sustainability. Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, it's hard for people on an individual basis to um, take on the the whole issue of sustainability and um, using environmental products without companies being on board as well. Um, so that's something that we, we definitely kept in mind while creating Spruce and we're keeping in mind as we're creating um, new products is making sure that we're you know, trying our best to reduce our footprint and also give people an option that, you know, works like as a sunscreen that works, that feels good, but is also environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. It's basically combining the two for an all around eco-friendly, but effective product. You know, it's not just one that's eco-friendly, but it also works, which is really important. Yes, I know a lot of the time, I don't know if you guys have like cleaning products that are eco-friendly and you go to use them and you're like, this does not do a darn thing. It is not cleaning. It is not working, which is super frustrating yeah. because if you don't want those chemicals in your house or in your beauty products, sometimes you don't always have options. So it's important that you guys saw that need and you're like, all right, well, here's a need. Here's an opportunity. Let's go out and take it. Um, so off of that, how do you use and apply spruce? Can you walk us through it? Yeah, that's a great question. So spruce comes in um, a powder shaker bottle. So you can just tap out the powder into directly into your hand and then apply it into your scalp. So blending into your hair and also making sure you get it onto the parts of your scalp that are exposed. Um, that's the way that I like to apply it, but you could also like directly apply it um, from the bottle to your scalp as well um, and blending it with your fingers. Um, and then the last way is that if you want a really blended look, you could also use like a clean makeup brush um, to apply it to the, the hairline as well. Yep. So many options, opportunities. I feel like a bottle like that is just so easy to apply. It, there's not a lot of thought process. I feel like a lot of individuals know how to use a product like this. I mean, there's a lot of dry shampoos that are similar to this. They just don't have the added SPF benefit. Um, but it's not a product that you've seen. You're like, oh my gosh, how do I apply this? Or there, there's no confusion. It's very clear how to use it, which is great. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of sun safety for your hair, maybe people listening are like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was a thing you'd have to think of. Maybe I have really thick hair and well, why would the sun be able to penetrate my hair? But the 
reason behind it is really your part in kind of this area here. I mean, even if you do have thicker hair, those areas, the sun is, it's going to get there if it can. So what are some things that people should keep in mind when it comes to sun safety in their hair? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I think something that like we've been we've learned along this journey is that it's important to protect your scalp from the sun because um, you can develop skin cancers on your scalp, um, even though there's a lot of hair there. And um, that's also kind of a double-edged sword because you have a lot of hair there. It can also make it difficult to. Um, detect skin cancer on your your scalp early enough to be able to treat it successfully. Um, and I think that's, that's the most um, important message we want to bring to people when we're talking about spruce and sun safety is that, you know, taking uh, care of your skin and protecting it from the sun is important for preventing skin cancer. Yeah. And for Stephanie, were there some things that you learned about sun safety through the process of growing Arbor? Yeah, of course. I think like growing up, I got sunburned a lot. I have paler skin, um, but my parents would only, you know, put on sunscreen or help me put on sunscreen when we would like going to the beach, things like that. Like every year I would get a sunburn probably when I was a kid. Um, And just as an adult reading and learning that that's actually really bad. That can triple your risk of skin cancer of just getting those like really painful and blistering sunburns. So yeah, just learning a lot about how in our some of our cultures, like it's not that common to wear sunscreen only if you think you're going to be outside for a long time, and that really you should be protecting yourself every day against sunburns, against skin cancer, against aging as well, um, and that there's a lot of benefits to to sun protection. And um, also learning that it's not just sunscreen that can protect you from the sun. That you know, even though I don't like it, wearing a hat can also be a really good <laughs> way to, of protecting you, or like wearing UPF clothing and things like that as well. What about for you, Christina? Were there any kind of misconceptions that maybe you, as you continue to learn about, you're like, oh man, that's a myth. That's not a thing. Oh my gosh. So many things. Like, so I grew up in a Jamaican household. So wearing sunscreen was like not a thing. We had like one bottle of sunscreen that was under the bathroom counter that was likely expired when we wanted to go use it. So Um, I didn't start wearing sunscreen until I got older, probably like, you know, when I turned around 20 and I realized aging is a thing (laughs) Um, and wearing sunscreen can help reduce that. Um, But along the along the journey, I've also learned that, um, you know, even though I don't experience sunburns, that doesn't make me um, safe from developing skin cancer. Um, You can still develop skin cancer even if you don't get sunburned. Um, even if you have a darker skin tone, um, it, it doesn't matter, like it can happen. Um, and that's something that's really an important myth. That's really important for me to dispel. Yeah. And I love that you bring that up because it's so true. And it's something I try and preach to people is that a sunburn is a sign that you have already gone too far. But even before then, if your skin is tanning, that's already sun Mm -hmm. damage. And by the time you get to a sunburn, your body's like, whoa, stop. What are you doing? This is like the red alert, red light, no more sun damage. But people see a tan and depending on like where you live and what, you know, you're exposed to and media and marketing and the brands, I mean, tan in a lot of cultures is seen as beautiful. And 
I'm like totally here for it. If you want a tan, go get a bottle of self tanner, <laughs> you know, do it in inside. Don't sit out in the sun. But it's something that's so hard because we're trying to educate as many people as we can on this while we're seeing marketing campaigns with these millions of dollar marketing budgets, you know, showing that like tan is beautiful. And you're like, wait, no, I'm trying so hard to dispel this. <laughs> and there's only, I mean, you can just keep doing what you can do, right? Every podcast, every social post, every conversation, a little bit at a time to try and make people aware of sun safety. And especially with our age group, it is something that I don't know if you guys have experienced it, but it's really hard with like the in between 20 and 30 kind of that age group trying to get people to understand it. And I feel like more people are starting to gear towards the maybe I don't want to age. I don't want wrinkles. I'm going to wear SPS. I don't do that. And I'm like, perfect. Latch on to whatever you need to in order to stay sun safe. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, that's hard for younger people sometimes to um, kind of recognize the importance of sun protection. But I've definitely seen some people in my personal life who have said that others in their family have gotten like skin cancer before or like they had um, some spots checked out by dermatologists that had to you know, get removed and things like that. So I think as it kind of hits ho closer to home, then it kind of becomes more important in people's lives, which is unfortunate. But I think with our brand, we're definitely trying to put out a lot of this more informational, educational type of content that's like backed by science so that people can actually understand what is true and what are facts and how they can protect themselves. So we do have a blog on our website called The Grove, which is where we've been learning a lot about this information and then trying to write out this information into the community in a more digestible manner um, so that everyone can can be more educated and also converting some of this content onto our social media pages, um, like our Instagram and our TikToks and things like that, um, so that everybody can um, become more educated and feel like they can maybe trust our brand so that the products we're selling them, they can believe that act will actually help them and work for them and that we're not just trying to sell products to them that, that don't really do anything. So hopefully that's what we're trying to achieve through, through our brand. And we've been able to learn so much about some protection through this um, process as well, which has been really beneficial. I think one thing that's super important is you guys make it fun to learn. I mean, in like the TikTok videos and the Instagram reels and the blog posts, they're not like, here, look at this article that talks about these 10 studies. You're like, no, let me make a TikTok of us searching for a mineral sunscreen that doesn't leave a white gas. And you guys make it fun. And that's really the difference in like companies in today's day and age. I feel like these younger companies are like, we don't want to sit through and read basically. Oops, sorry, my dog is going crazy. He agrees about sun protection. <laughs> Um, but people don't want to sit down and read like a textbook, right? We all went through school. We're kind of happy we don't have to do those textbook readings and presentations anymore. We want it to be fun and easily digestible. And that's something you guys do so well. Oh, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. I think like as both of us, we have science backgrounds. Like sometimes we nerd out about like the science and the research and, and all that oh, and yeah. like learning about how like even, yeah, like you were mentioning, like a, t a tan is like your cells changing because they have damage. And like, to me, that's so interesting. But I understand that to the wider public that might not be so, so cool. But we're <laughs> trying to find ways that we can explain it so that people actually understand what it means and what's happening and how it affects them. And hopefully they'll find interesting and entertaining as well. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. And one thing I did want to talk about before we really wrapped up is the most recent Shea Moisture Dream Fund grant that you guys were awarded. Um, one, this is an incredible opportunity to propel your business, but also being in that startup ecosystem, I'm sure you were introduced to a ton of resources and other companies. So what was that process like for you guys going through to win this grant? Yeah, it was a really cool experience. Um, We went through an application process. um, And then once we found out we made it to the semifinals, um, it was up to our community to vote for us and help us uh, be one of those five uh, grant winners. Um, And they really came through um, and and voted for us, which we're so grateful for, um, because the funding um, is really going to help us with the development of our next product. Um, We're also like, Uh, really excited to be able to connect with other entrepreneurs in the space, especially other Black women who are um, starting businesses um, that are centered around the community. Um, And just being a part of that circle and that network has been so inspiring um, and, and really giving me a lot of energy to grow. I'm sure. What about for you, Stephanie? Yeah. Um, being connected with, um, Shea Moisture and the other um, founders in in the program has been really inspiring, like Christina said. Um, And yeah, we're just hoping to build more connections with the community and grow um, our relationships there. And yeah, like you said, hopefully it can take us to to the next level. Now, one thing I have to ask, because I know we have a ton of listeners who are based in the U.S. who are going to go and find you guys and say, oh my gosh, no, I can't get it in the U.S. So I have to ask for them. Are there any plans to expand into the U.S.? Yes. Yes. It's in the works. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We're definitely um, planning on it and working on it. Um, It's one of the items on um, our to-do list. Um, But yeah, it just does take time with the whole regulatory environment. But um, yeah, it's definitely something we're working towards. Mm -hmm. And I know, I mean, people ask us all the time about it. And I always remind people there is so much paperwork and tax implications. And I mean, we get asked all the time, when are you guys coming into Canada? I'm like, I am a one woman operation. I am doing the best I can. But it is definitely one of those things that's like on the to do list that you see every morning and you're like, I'm going to sooner or later, I'm going to make this happen. Exactly. But I knew people were going to ask. So if you are listening from the U.S., Give them time, give them patience, and they will do their best to make it work. But Stephanie and Christina, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing a little bit more about Arbor. And for anyone listening who want to connect, what is your Instagram? What is your website? What resources can people um, find online to connect with you guys? Yeah, um, we are on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. You can find us at uh, We Are Arbor um, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, our website is also wearearbor.ca. Um, we have a really great blog called The Grove and also a newsletter that you can subscribe to get a monthly um, curated uh, a piece of information about sun protection um, in your inbox. I love it. And we'll be sure to link all that in the show notes. But thank you both again for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Ultraviolet Tide podcast, a weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of skincare tips and tricks, lifestyle advice, mental health advocacy, and more, all rolled into one weekly podcast. 
You can find us at lowultraviolet.com and wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you next week on the Ultraviolet Tide.